G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, let's come to our first conversation today, turning our attention to the issue of religious freedom and the idea that Christian organisations have the right to hire staff that are aligned with their Christian values. I mentioned there's a new battlefront that's opening up in the state of South Australia with a very unusual twist since these sorts of challenges to legislation usually come from extreme parties like the Greens. Well, this time it's coming from the Liberal government in South Australia and they are seeking your feedback on proposed changes to create what they're calling a better balance between equality and religious freedom rights for organisations that provide essential services. Damien Wilde leads the Australian Family Coalition. He is in Adelaide and he's on the line with us. Damien, welcome along to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Damien, we usually have our eyes on federal legislation when it comes to issues around religious freedom, but now the South Australian state government seems to be taking away some, or wanting to take away some areas of religious freedom from a variety of Christian organisations. What are your thoughts on the developments? Well, it's funny, Neil. You know, as a South Australian born and bred, I can attest to the fact that uh, Adelaide water is not much to speak of at the best of times, but there seems to be something in the water at the moment, down here at the moment. Because as you you mentioned, there's this flurry of anti-family, anti-faith legislation. And this latest one, this inquiry into changing equal opportunity laws, just astounds me. You know, one thing I've long admired about the Liberal Party was its supposed support for freedom of association. Uh, A typical case, you know, if you want to join a trade union, join the trade union. If you don't want to, that's fine as well. But freedom of association, freedom of faith, it's all being just basically uh, chucked out the window in this review, which, as you say, Neil, purports to create a better balance between equality and religious freedom rights. I, like many of your listeners, I'm sure, would love to know what the imbalance is at the moment, if, in fact, the only imbalance possible might be against those who seek to practice their faith unhindered and just be left alone. Um, as a parent of children myself who go to Christian schools, I'm appalled at where this is going uh, and the fact that this is coming about under a Liberal government. Um, I could give you umpteen examples, Neil, of the practical effect um, that such a bill could have, the background that led to this, but I don't even know where to start, where you want to, where you want to start first, Neil. I imagine that evil stuff comes in the wording and interesting from what I understand about the bill, uh, schools are being exempted here. So usually we're talking about what happens in schools and you've got the Liberal government saying schools are okay but then they say what is up for change is children's education. So I imagine that there's a certain uh, confusion there and uh, and I guess here if you open the door a little it's going to open way, way wide. Uh, what are your thoughts around the fact that they're saying, hey, don't have to be worried here if it's schools, but we are going to be talking about children's education. Well, absolutely, Neil. This will cover all sorts of um, activities undertaken by religious bodies, whether it be uh, foster care, provision of accommodation, but schooling is without a doubt head and shoulders above the rest, I think, in the concerns of most of the Christian community, parents, grandparents who are listening on the line right now. 
the, the proposals will change not only primary and secondary education, but even preschool. So this is unprecedented in terms of the effect it would have. And the effect is, is perhaps broader than most people realise. It wouldn't potentially only affect uh, employment, it will affect enrolment, it could affect um, uh, the case of a child who uh, questioned not only their sexuality at school, but even their gender identity. So imagine having to explain to a class full of five-year-olds that their classmate or their teacher uh, is suddenly uh, transitioning from a, from a he to a she or vice versa. The effect on uh, education itself, what is actually taught in the classrooms, is also up for grabs in this. Um, so we see how wide-reaching this is and how utterly appalling it is that it's been put up with this thin veneer of a consultation which closes in just a few days. Um, to create some better balance. Parents should be rightly alarmed and they really need to have their say. Isn't it interesting just how uh, significant it is when you get change that happens like this? Because what you've got in South Australia right now is proposed for some organisations. So you start with organisations, then you progress to uh, what we might assume would be the schools, the progression then moves on to churches and what you can say and who you can employ and whether you can actually hold to a biblical truth. And when you get to a point like that, your freedom is gone. I mean, gone is absent. And uh, this is the trajectory we're on in so many different ways, but uh, becoming even more apparent now in South Australia, Damien. Absolutely. And I, I think there's a failure perhaps deliberate on the part of some, to realise that the church is not just a, a Sunday concept. It's, it's not what you do when you go to church. It's not just worship. The church is basically how you live your life as a Christian. Uh, for me as a parent, having my children brought up um, you know, with, with my own uh, values, uh, ethos and, and morals is incredibly important to me, as I, I imagine it would be to your listeners as well. So to have this taken away is just an astonishing thing. Can I just say, Neil, as well, the, the Ruddock report that I know you and I have spoken about a great deal over the last couple of years actually highlighted South Australia and New South Wales, among other states, as the two states which did not adequately protect religious freedom and stipulated that in doing so, they ought to really spell out exceptions for religious bodies, schools and charities. So this inquiry actually purports to be uh, carrying out the instructions of the Ruddock Inquiry, when in fact it's doing the complete opposite. It's just junking Christian schools and the parents and, and children who choose them. It really sounds like a watering down of whether you're on one side or the other. So uh, the idea of let's take a compromise position, really it goes towards one side and away from the protections on those schools. Uh, what they seem to be proposing, the changes would create an exception that lets people or organisations discriminate when selecting people for direct participation in religious practices which will preserve important religious freedoms. What they're talking about is uh, trying to exempt people who are involved in church-directly related practices. But everything mm. around the outside then all of a sudden becomes compromised and is open slather for all these changes, even though the church actually operates these organisations, Damien. Absolutely. They, they always use uh, phrases like you know, occupational necessity. Uh, does the handyman have to be uh, heterosexual? You know, is it a big deal if the music teacher is transgender? 
But at the end of the day, it's not about these things. And we're always presented with hard case stories, uh, emotive stories that frankly just are not the norm uh, and make for bad laws. What we are talking about ultimately is the right of faith-based schools to um, be able to live according to their ethos. If we can just hammer away at it and basically tell parents, children, the community, these things don't matter, then basically it strikes at the very heart of these schools' existence. What is the very reason for their being? Um, we are just told time and again that they are basically just centres of learning rather than extensions of the church uh, and a place where parents entrust um, others to to do what is their, their primary function, really. I mean, at the end of the day, parents are the primary educators of their children, and we should never forget that, uh, that it's not the, the role of the state to take that away. They are simply there uh, assisting parents in that function. Let me just go through the dot point list that they're saying are up for change when it comes to these issues. Uh, children's mm. education, which we talked about, and uh, I think listeners will be able to see where churches are involved in every one of these on the dot point list. So children's education, health care and disability support, aged care, emergency accommodation, public housing, foster care placement and children's residential services. Now, Christian churches are involved in all of those areas, Damien. So to say that mm. somehow or other religious freedoms are being preserved, that Christian organisations are being preserved, that is a fallacy because all of those, uh, there's a really, really uh, major influence coming from Christian churches. Absolutely. And I think with so many of these, there's a fallacy that somehow... Uh, Christians would deny support to LGBT people or otherwise. I mean, they mentioned ambulance services. I can't imagine for the life of me a Christian finding anyone, no matter who they are, who needs medical attention and suddenly turning them away. So the whole thing is based on a wrong premise there. But in terms of things like, for example, foster care, um, if this uh, proposal proceeds, the Christian foster care agencies wouldn't be able to prefer married couples, for example, to single people anymore. Um, they wouldn't be able to preference heterosexual couples. The idea that having a, a male and a female influence in a child's life is actually a beneficial thing. This all gets thrown out the window if, if this proposal proceeds. Uh, we have spent a great deal of time purely on the, the education angle, which I think is first and foremost the one that we need to be concerned about. But these other aspects as well are no less concerning. So to see them all just dumped in this huge, big omnibus uh, bill, which really will change the life of the church in South Australia, is just, it's really awful, Neil. Well, I'm going to give your website in just a few moments for listeners to go to, and uh, in the expectation there's going to be a link there as to how they can respond to this submission, Damien, because uh, there is a 5pm deadline this coming Friday where the Liberal government in South Australia is receiving submissions. What are you hoping that listeners to our conversation today might do uh, in support of uh, putting in a submission that says, hang on, this is not good enough? Well, obviously, we're, we're running out of time fast, Neil, but if anyone is not already on our, our email list, going to our website will allow them to do that. And in the next couple of hours, we'll be putting out um, some, some dot points and some useful um, comments that people can make to this inquiry. Look, at the end of the day, we know it's largely uh, a tick-in-a-box exercise by the government and by the Attorney-General's department, but it's really important that we be on the record because when a bill comes back before Parliament, whether it be this year or next, we need all hands on deck. We need everybody to stand up for their freedoms. 
Well, Damien, just before I let you go, uh, coming into a Christmas season and into the new year, your organisation operates on a on the you know the smell of an oily rag. You uh, you function and do amazing things. You're involved in a whole lot of different campaigns. No doubt you'd like an extra friend or two as well coming through this Christmas and into the new year season. There'll be big campaigns coming in the year ahead. Uh, you'd like to make a few more friends. How do supporters actually get on side and back you? If they visit our website, which is austaustfamily.com.au, there's a little sign-up box. And as you said, Neil, we always welcome new friends. We've made a lot this year and we'd love a few more. Okay, so austfamily.com.au, that's the website for the Australian Family Coalition, austaustfamily.com.au. Damien Wild, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thanks for having me, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.